fears of tripping on top. Be there! Scour the spaceways! Explore vast alien worlds! The tin right here contains the whole rigmarole. I used to smoke about an ounce of hash every day. Good. And it made me go a little bonkers. Maybe. If I occupy his mind with more duties, I can control his space. Hi. Big fat Hi. doobies. Hi. 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 Are you high? Uh, getting there. Getting there, definitely. How are you doing, Sandy? I am doing good. How are you doing, Matt? I'm good as well. Welcome. This is the Hotbox Episode 2. If you guys are listening live, hotboxpodcast.com slash live is where you should be at doing that. You can uh, go to ustream.com, make a free account, and then you can chat. Look at all these people chatting. Look at this. This is our second episode. Look at them all. Hold on. Let me take a sec. Look at them all. Look at that. Chatting away. Look at that. Like animals in there. We also have a live call in number, 406 204 4687. You know what 4687 spells? I figured this out a long time ago. There's two versions of it. Huh. The first one, 406 204 hot P. The second version, got P. G and H, same number. Well, Amazing. That's an, that's an entirely different show, though. Right, but same number, 406 204 4687. I did change the message, so it's for either show. So, uh, yeah, you can call in live and, and say hi and say this is my name and what I want to say. So, how was your week? A busy week. It was a very busy week, but, you know, it, it was a good week. Every Anytime that I'm not sitting around trying to figure out what to do is good, I guess. Did you work Monday? No, I did not, but I normally do not work Mondays. Anyway? I would like to add that if I if I do normally work Mondays, I probably would have still worked Monday right, just right. because, you know, I I mean people need their medicine when Especially they need their medicine. Especially on a holiday. I mean, come on. Well, you never know. You never know. I know. So, I figured I'd go ahead and do that and, you know, I might try to do a Monday from here and there, but no, I had that day off. That's your day. I sat inside and watched the rain. On the eighth day, Sandy rested. (laughs) That doesn't happen very often. I bet not. Okay, it didn't actually happen. I didn't relax. I didn't rest. You didn't, did you? No, I didn't. You're a horrible liar. You know how I know? Your eye does this little thing when you're lying. I know. It's crazy. It's crazy. But, well... I do have one thing we need to start out talking about. Oh, absolutely. It's very important. Near and dear to your heart? It is. Okay. (laughs) For anyone who doesn't know, I'm a caregiver. I run a clinic in Columbia Falls. She gives care. I do. She's like a care bear. I I am a a not so hairy care bear. That's true. You are the green care bear. I uh, I try to yeah, I am the bright green care bear. Can we get you a big old fat like furry kind of Care Bear costume no. to wear for the live show? No, I'll have to draw the line there. I'm no? sorry, <laughs> no furry play. Yeah, I'll draw the line there. <laughs> no cosplay. Okay, fair enough. But all right, I am a caregiver, so I run a clinic, and in an effort to help people realize and see that line that I am trying to be a business right. and not. A back alley drug dealer. Right. I got myself a uniform. <laughs> All right. I took a shirt in. It's not a Care Bear costume. No, okay. it's not. It's a. Sh- I have a black shirt and a green shirt, and each shirt has my logo, which is a heart with a marijuana leaf, and and it says THC. 
And then on the other side, it says Sandy. Nice. Yes. When I go to um, a public place, I, I try to usually, you know, wear my purse on that side or something to cover up the logo a little bit just because, right, you know, right. some people don't want me to be the first person that shows their child a pot leaf. And, and of I course, totally respect that. Some of these people are still living the 1938 lie of... Anything related to that symbol and that plant is super evil. Right. Like super evil, okay? So, you know, my main thing right now, my main problem is this. If I'm in the store and I'm wearing my shirt, please do not take out entire display cases with your cart <laughs> out Whoa. of surprise. Don't <laughs> run into me. Or other people with your cart staring at my shirt. I know you're not staring at anything else. <laughs> I was going to say, that's <laughs> like the driving effect when you see a totally hot chick on the street. And you like look over for what seemed to be a second, but it was like two minutes. And then you look forward and then boom, right into the rear end of another car. Yeah, exactly. I hate when that happens. And so it happens all the time. And then, and then there's other people who think that because I have the logo... That they can just walk up to me and ask me to sell them a bag. Are these legal card-carrying citizens? No. Just like, yo, sell me a... Word. Hey, you holding? I know. And those are the really? people that... Yeah. How often, does that, that happen they a lot? They make me so angry. I want to encase them in that stuff from Star Wars oh, that man. Han Solo got Frozen, put in. What, what was that, nerds? Come on. Where are my nerds Somebody! at? Somebody! Frozen it's, carbon fiber it's something. It's not kryptonite. That was Superman. No, that was other nerd. Yeah. Come on, nerds. I'm sure someone in the chat will figure so it out. So they just think they can walk up to me and buy marijuana from me. I know who my patients or clients are. Right. I And they probably also know not to be like, oh, I see your car. Urch! Hey, can you, you know, hook it up? I know. Well, I, 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 I have Carbonite. Seen... Fire Song says Carbonite. Thank oh, you. Oh, thank you Frozen very, very carbonite. much. Good job. <laughs> um, I, you know, I have been places where I've seen my patients and stuff, and it's just been like a, hey, how are you? You know, we talk, right. but it's not like, hey, what strains do you have? Yeah. Or yeah. are you holding? You right. know, it's not anything like that at all. And to be fair, you weren't walking around with your scrubs that have, like, all the samples on one side no. and all the Rolexes on the other? Not no, that one? No. Okay. No, it's like I run in to buy milk and people right. are like, oh <laughs> my awesome. gosh, her name and the pot leaf are on the shirt. Whoa, too public. Whoa. 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 Hold on. Hold on. You hear a knock at the door? Uh, oh boy. I'll be right back. Maybe. <laughs> I mean, I'm just kidding. Come I, on. I don't get it. I mean, it's like so surprising. Yet I've seen other people wearing like, I, I believe my husband had a Reefer King shirt that was like a play on the Burger King yeah, shirt, yeah. you know, and he would wear that. And I don't remember accidents happening ever, ever, even when I was younger and just from like going to uh, head shops or whatever. And you'd come out and, you know, where we live here, Kalispell, there's, we get a lot of tourists and a lot of, you know, tourists our age. So they figured they want to find a sack or whatever. They'll go hang out at the head shop. And on multiple times, people have come up to me and been like, so you guys get some pretty good weed around here? Or they say green. And that's how you know. When they uh -huh. say green, you know it's not legit. And I'm like, yeah, it's decent. And they're like, so you know where to get any? I'm like, no, sorry. 
and they just walk away like you don't know who people are and you know yeah. i've seen many people get in some trouble because of that it's an undercover cop that's like hey bro you got any green and the bro's like yeah bro i do and then handcuffs yeah, exactly. They're stupid about it. And I mean, I I know people are going to say, oh, she's advertising. She's asking, you know, for someone to walk up to her and try to buy. That's not it at all. I'm doing that, like I said, to try to put a business look exactly. on it to help make other people feel comfortable, I guess. Well, it's like when I'm out, you know, in stores, people don't run up to me and be like, hey, you holding? You got any water on you? No, I don't. I'm at a store. Like people, they know. just know better, you know. But I guess because maybe there's still that blurry line of like we're friends, but it's a business. But you know, we all know that maybe they feel entitled to be able to just approach like that. But we need to make it known that yo, if you want to do this, do it the right way. Go to the store during business hours and conduct your business. Like a human, you know? Okay, I need to time out for a moment. You know how I told you your mouse is way fancier than mine? Oh, yeah, and it's, like, way touchy? It just did a bunch of scary stuff, and I need you to tell me what's wrong. Thank you. No problemo. I'm also IT, so. (laughs) Direct your questions to the chat room. I was thinking of doing that, starting another podcast just all about geek stuff, but having the same kind of name, like... We got the jam hole and we got the hot box and the geek one would be like something like, I don't know, like plug and play or something like sexual, but not something, really. Something pseudo dirty. Something 18 and over, if you will. You know, I don't think I have time for that, though. I don't at all. So there was uh, quite a bit of uh, news in the headlines this week. I guess it's it's now that I n- do this show with you, I notice it more. I guess it's always kind of like that, but there's like a lot a lot of stuff going on. There is. And we don't even have enough time to cover it all, which is why if you go to hotboxpodcast.com, there's a little link there that says marijuana news. You can even check it out yourself and read it to yourself and pretend we're making witty comments about it in your head. Yeah, and just imagine our faces floating on either like side. Like bobbing up and down. Yeah. Like, da-da-da-da-da-da. <laughs> so what's going on? Well, I wanted to start out with a story that I was reading that I actually think is something really good that we need to touch on. Um, it's about Harry J. Anslinger. And I think people should know who he is. If you don't already, FYI, this guy is old school. This guy's like Elliot Ness old school, okay? Mm-hmm. If you want to... Figure out why when you talk to people and they're like, I don't like pot because it's illegal. That's not a good reason. I mean, why is it illegal? If you want to find out why, you got to go back in time and meet Mr. Anslinger. Back, back in time. Way back. Well, it's only to the 30s, but still, back. That's far. That, well, yeah, that I'm is. almost 30 and that's far. I mean, come on. So basically, you know, I thought that this was really important because a lot of the problems with, I think, marijuana is is misinformation and uneducation. And I know Absolutely. a lot of people can agree with that. And a lot of people still carry over that misinformation and treat it as fact when it is nothing further from the truth. Exactly. So, um, you know, I was reading this story about how they were talking about how it's really sad that in Montana right now, newspapers are arguing the case of medical marijuana, even though we already voted. We already passed it. 
And, right. And there's still all these arguments that are going on. It's a headline they like to use. They know it drums up controversy. It's like, you know, the back in the 90s or early 2000s, abortion was the hot issue. It's like a newspaper running an article about that. They know as soon as that hits the internet or the presses, depending on, that they're going to have interaction. People are going to be from both sides being like, bah, this is good. And other people are like, bah, this is horrible. But it gets traffic to those sites, you know? Mm-hmm. Especially when people like, I'll say, the Flathead Beacon website, they have a lot of people that love to just go back and forth. Oh, the debates are all over. And every time someone goes to check their comment, that's another, you know, another stat. So mm-hmm. we actually started a little game on our other show to see how many posts you could get a Flathead Beacon article comment shut down in. And I think we got up to like three or four posts before the article got closed. Like they'll close it if it gets too out of control. Mm-hmm. And just by not even being really out there, just by saying certain things, and that will invoke a response in these, you know, holier than thou people. And then boom, that's it. Closed. Uh-huh. <laughs> I win. Game over. Yeah. And, you know, especially I think the there's um, several newspapers, local newspapers that really like to... Focus on the negative stories. Absolutely. And and that's how the media is really seriously trying to... Well, the government is actually using the media to... Uh, it's their voice. Yeah, they're, they're affecting how people feel about marijuana based on the stories that get published. But what they didn't count on is that later down the line, as we've evolved our technology and our infrastructure, that now we have a voice also. And it's as big as, if not bigger... Than what they are able to produce. We're all connected now. That's We're right. all connected through the internet. We can tell stories back and forth, and we can do things like a podcast exactly. where we sit here and we talk about our. Because side. do you remember, like in the when we were kids, the only media there was was the television, and then obviously radio and stuff. Well, but, in school, right? School was the media for us. But you were at the mercy of what they were willing to let you know. I was the drug-free class of 2000. Do you know how much 99, of a joke baby. that was? 99. I mean, yep. well, and I had the extra stuff put on my shoulders of, you're the class of a new generation. Right. You're supposed to set the example. Don't F this up. Yeah, you're our big shining hope. And here I am. Let's do it. All right. We're ready to run stuff. <laughs> they didn't count on us getting intelligent is what they didn't count on. Right. Well, they, I don't think they counted on making it much past the Cold War, really. But I probably not. Now that we're here, you know, let's make some changes. Here we are. So basically, you know, this state senator is recently um, tried to pass some legislation to stop medical marijuana in Montana. He's trying to revoke that, right? And Colorado Springs, they're actually going to possibly let citizens vote about whether or not dispensaries should be in the town. And is that what they did here with the moratorium? Did the citizens oh, no. vote on that? Or was no. that the, that was the city saying The city did stop. that all by themselves. Huh. Our city council, who speaks for Us. the city, right. decided we didn't need any any business caregivers. They didn't want to know where people were 
were possibly providing medical marijuana. So they basically wanted to make it legal because obviously the people did. They didn't want that. They would have just as soon all of us not even had the chance to vote. But since we did, they want to make it so that it still seems like an underground thing. You still have to go house to house. You can't have a legit business, brick and mortar store, anything like that. So once people are like, well, if this is legal, then technically we can have a storefront, right? So once that happened... And, you know, a great idea gets duplicated multiple times and it's, you know, it kind of grew from there and they saw what we were doing and they were like, whoa, that's not what we meant. Come on. And it's like, well, come on, you know, you know, you, you did it, you know, it's your law. They saw how organized and smart the pawheads were getting. Right. If, the, if, <laughs> if you can run a business, you can run a state office. You can sit at a desk in a government office. As long as you're old enough. As long as you're old enough. That's right. And you haven't been convicted of these felonies. And I want the car back before midnight. I haven't been convicted of anything. I'll be checking. Yeah. (laughs) So basically, you know, there's all these different ways that they're able to morph things, to feed it to us so that we see marijuana the way they want us to see it. Right. And we've already heard that. We've heard the, well, it's not just sick people smoking it. It's pretty much everyone. It's like. Uh, Not just sick people are taking hydrocodone. Right. I, I I can give you at least five names at of people least. I know that don't at even have least. a lick of pain oh, man. that are at on least. those kinds of things. So the the godfather, if you would, of this whole debacle. Rigmarole? Yeah, the whole rigmarole. <laughs> the whole rigmarole. Is, is Henry Ansingler. Right. Ansingler. I'm never going to be able to say his name. Mr. A. Mr. A. As whole. I like to call him. Henry A. Hole is <laughs> right. what I will now refer to is him as. Is that gentleman still alive? Is he oh, still no. with us? He's long gone. Okay. Long, long gone. So he is actually responsible for um, several very good gems of wisdom. Um, you know, if, it, if you're ever wondering where the deep-seated fear of marijuana came from, in his testimony before the House Ways and Means Committee during a hearing to tax marijuana in 1937, because that's when all this taxation on marijuana started right before it became illegal. So this wasn't even a drug committee. This was the House Ways and Weights and Measures Committee? Basically, yes, because they were in charge of... Because if you go to a, a tax state... Because there are states in the U.S. where you can have marijuana with you if you have paid tax on it. For instance, Nevada is a tax stamp state. Right. The only problem with it is you have to pay $100 a gram that you want to carry with you. Now, I know, for example, let's just say if you buy a, if you buy a gram for 10 and, and you go to Nevada, you now have to pay $100 for that one gram. Right. It's like the tobacco tax. Yeah. They made the hand-rolling tobacco way more than the regular tobacco because everyone was smoking that because it was cheaper. Right. Thanks. And then every state can pick their tax on it if they have one. Idaho is a tax stamp state for marijuana, but it's still illegal there. Right. And right? Uh, D-Bud says, no, it's ways and mean. I thought it was weights and measures. Well, it's ways and mean. <laughs> ways Sorry. and mean. My bad. All We're right, so, um, but Anslinger was the commissioner of the Federal Narcotics Bureau. So he was the nation's first drug czar. 
right? And he actually, it was this long document that he submitted to this committee trying to explain why marijuana should be illegal. Was it made out of hemp, this document? No, but our constitution was. (laughs) That's right. Um, oh, here's a good one. Opium has all the good of Dr. Jekyll and all the evil of Mr. Hyde. Marijuana is entirely the monster Hyde, the harmful effect of which cannot be measured. We can't even measure it. This, this weed that I'm smoking right now is so bad we can't even measure how bad it is. He is out of control. Breakdown people. in five. Holy four, cow! Three. Hit <laughs> like, the really? deck. Come on, man. That's we know better now. Second little pearl of wisdom from Mister A Hole <laughs> and slingerisms. Is yes. that what these are? Yes. Awesome. It affects different individuals in different ways. He was right about that. That is true. Some individuals have a complete loss of sense of time or a sense of value. I have (laughs) a sense of value. Nothing I own has any value to it anymore. I got an appraiser even. He said, no, out of luck. Well, I think I think that um, all I think being a teenager kind of sometimes affects your sense of value. Also, absolutely, um, you go through some wicked hormonal yeah. and chemical changes in the brain when you are maturing into a young man. Ooh, they lose their sense of place. I I do that on a daily basis. Well, it's a good thing today we have things like MySpace to you know give us a sense of place. Like you're out of place. <laughs> no. I'm MySpace, actually. Yeah. Uh. They have an increased feeling of physical strength and power. Dude, I smoke weed every time I do some sit-ups. And I'll tell you something. I almost flip over. That's how strong I am on weed. You wouldn't like me when I'm angry. I turn green and get pissed and start breaking things. Oh, wait, Charlie Clown says, no, that's cocaine. You're right. My bad. Oh, it goes on. Some people will fly into a delirious rage, and they are temporarily irresponsible and may commit violent crimes. Wait, that sounds more like alcohol than anything else. Like, if Uh we want to play the the match game here, that's alcohol i i can count more alcohol issues i'm sorry i cheated on you i was so drunk and she was so hot i mean come on i was so drunk hold up hold up she was so hot she's so hot okay guys (laughs) like come on that weed doesn't do that if if your man or woman came home and said i'm sorry i was high on weed and i cheated on you just leave. Yeah. That's B. Nobody should be that stupid. Ever. <laughs> Ooh, so other people will laugh uncontrollably because that is dangerous. I will give you that one, but you know what? This ties back into what they're afraid of, laughter being the best medicine It is all. the absolute best medicine. And you know, I've uncontrollably had some laughing fits on shrooms before a long time ago, so. I've uncontrollably laughed drunk. Not so much on... I'm, I've done it sober every Monday, Wednesday, I, and Friday. I mean, come on. I laugh uncontrollably just we're, randomly. We're going to have to make sober illegal. I know, People right? People laugh... On, I saw that. Illegal. Done. Uh, we'll tax it. We'll tax being sober. We'll make a million. A billion. A billion. <laughs> it is impossible to say what the effect will be on any individual. Right. I think it's impossible to say what the effect of anything will be on 
anyone. Yeah. yeah. If Food. I if I if I think right, isn't it isn't it almost every pharmaceutical medication they've released that they've told us was safe, they've had to No, no, no. It's safe for most <laughs> of for you. For most. Don't they usually end up having to alter those those little warning labels though? You know, a few. Because perhaps. people react differently to it and right. develop I mean, Ally Ally was just now they had to put a warning on it that it causes liver damage. Yeah. Huh. And, and some of it it's the whole like risk management thing. They have to say, well, if we get this drug out now to people, it will start helping, but we're not sure of the long term side effects. So they're like, well, is it worth it or is it not? And if it is, then they put it out. And then, you know, 20 years later, they see people walking around with heads coming out of places they shouldn't be growing. And then they redo the label. May cause heads to grow where they shouldn't be growing. But some some of them even cause death. Like, there, there, what was that Spontaneous lawsuit? Spontaneous death. A while ago, there was a lawsuit about some pharmaceutical company. It, it sounds like Celexa, but it's not Celexa. It's another drug. Mm-hmm. It was like a heart thing, I think. But, like, a bunch of people got killed because of that. You know, they mixed it with something else and no one told them. And that's when I that. went to go try to quit smoking, my doctor suggested um, that I get put on this medication. I think it was, like, Cymbalta or something like that. They advertise it all the time to help people quit smoking. I can't remember exactly. But I did research on it. And people were having violent dreams that were causing them to, like, act out and, like, do all this crazy stuff. I'm like, okay, I would much rather smoke cigarettes and possibly die of cancer in 50 years (laughs) than have a crazy-ass dream and run out of my house and possibly kill myself or get killed in the process. Yep. You know, I mean, hello, the... So what's... If we go back to the core reason... Why did he do that in the first place? Why did Mr. A-Hole approach the the government and be like, we have a serious problem on our hands here? Like, what was the motivation? Well, it was his own personal issues with people. I mean, if you were to actually read through the document, like it says... um Okay, it says uh, Florida in Florida when he was talking about this testimony, right? He said that in Florida, a 21 year old boy under the influence of marijuana killed his brothers and sisters. The evidence showed that he had smoked marijuana. And in Chicago, two boys murdered a policeman under the influence of marijuana. Not long ago, they found a 15 year old boy going insane because the doctor told the enforcement officers he thought the boy was smoking marijuana cigarettes. When you read through the document, you found out that he was extremely racist because a lot of the people he's referring to are... The coloreds. Yeah. If you will. He was a blatant racist. He blames Negroes, Hispanics, and musicians for applying white women into satanic music inspired by marijuana. (laughs) What? Yeah. Whoa. whoa. He's quoted as saying... Is this pre-Marilyn Manson? Yeah. Wow. 1937. That's intense. He's quoted as saying colored students at the University of Minnesota were partying with white female students, smoking and getting their sympathy while telling stories of racial persecution. So this... Smoking marijuana. The whole reason for this is that some black dude hopped on his little white daughter back in college and he took it personal. And now we have this ridiculous law. Is that safe to assume? What is insane <laughs> is everybody, okay, you know, you may have a problem with a politician, and that's your own personal opinion, but Obama actually admitted that he smoked marijuana. 
correct? I believe so. Okay, but he was scrutinized for that. Honestly, I think they all did after Bush. Every politician has been scrutinized for little things they've done in their past, right? But this guy, who clearly had issues, we are going to base everything on him, on what he said. But you have to remember, different time back then, most people had that opinion of race. So we don't... He was feeding the popular opinion, basically. I I think that at some point in time, maybe somebody should get slightly intelligent enough well, to say, maybe we were misled. Like, I smoked it once, and I didn't do any of that. Yeah, Done. I have not gone violently crazy. Actually, I... I think that it calms more people down than anything. I would rather pump that into prison <laughs> yeah. than, than gas or pepper spray. Chill. Everyone I think would everybody just... would just stop and eat. This says here, this hit the wiki page for Mr. Uh, A-hole there, that um, it, the, the law passed with little public attention. So it sounds like nobody really even knew... If they didn't know what weed was, they definitely didn't know that this law was getting created to, you know, make it illegal. And they're saying that the the concern about marijuana was related primarily to the fear that marijuana use would spread even among whites. Whoa. Going out on a limb, okay? We don't want this to spread especially to the whites because, I mean, let's be honest, they have their own problems. Uh, and it, as a substitute for the opiates, which is kind of interesting. You're concerned that you don't want weed to become a substitute for the opiates because, you know, we're making a pretty good <laughs> amount of money on the opiates. So if you introduce something else that kind of can handle, you know, a little pain here and there, there goes your profit margin. Oh, like, well, I mean, you know, I think one thing a lot of people don't realize is how many pharmaceutical companies give money to the government. All of them, I believe? Yeah. It's, it's something like that. It's either all of them or all of them. Uh, pretty, pretty much sure. all of them. And how much money gets given to the government? And I'm pretty sure that has a lot to do with the fact that this plant that people could grow in their house... And it could help treat them for a lot of things isn't legal. I'm willing to go out on a limb and say that we would probably, as the U.S., be a pretty solid, self-sustaining, self-functioning society if we, you know, could use that. In Holland, or in the Amsterdam area, in Holland, right, over there in the Netherlands, it's legal, right? Yeah. Okay, the uh, their their drugs are over there. Last time I was there, it was legal, but that was over ten years ago. So I don't know what the deal is now, but I would imagine. Oh no, it's still legal there. Actually, I know they were cracking down on the smart shops that were selling shrooms and stuff because a bunch of dumb white college kids go there and they're like shrooms, yeah, oh, and then they die. Yeah. And then they get blamed for it. The, the shops do. It's like, well, <laughs> he wasn't very bright to begin with. He, Throw a mean football. In Holland, they actually say that marijuana use has gone down 60% because now that it's legal, it's boring. (laughs) I could totally see that. Okay, how many people kept drinking after they turned 21? I never really drank, but yeah, a lot were like, it's not fun anymore. After Um, 21? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I. Like, you turn 21, you get completely destroyed at the bars. And then you're like, I'm never doing that again, ever. And then it kind of mellows, you know? Yeah. Granted, those that, you know, some people will obviously be, you know, have an aversion to 
alcohol and being well, alcoholic. Well, yeah, but, but I mean, people have... Normally. People have, you know, people turn to everything, and everybody uses marijuana for a different reason, and it does affect them differently. Yeah. And what Mr. A-hole was saying to this committee of people... <laughs> Honestly, it was just a bunch of his own moral ideas, his own, uh, you know, his own things. And it set us back. Yeah, it set us back huge. Way back. And then nobody takes the time to look past what the media is doing with it to actually see that they're being fed the same crap that he fed us in 37. And there was when a he pretty, said that. There was a pretty good documentary that came out a while back about this whole thing. That people should definitely check out. Do you remember what it's called? How Weed Won the West? <laughs> that, that one? I believe so. Yeah. Or the industry one. It's the... The something, union? The, yeah, I think it's that one. The marijuana industry or uh-huh. something. I forget the name. There's but, several of them. And I actually yeah, think we should try to list some of them on yeah, the definitely. website here soon. Because we there's quite that. a few really good documentaries out there that people should watch. We'll make like a more information section yes. or something. The Done. more you know. I'll do it know. right now. No. Yay. Um, well, let's uh, let's wrap this up with the the whole Mr. A hole thing. Was there any other key points you wanted to mention? Well, I just you know I felt that I think it's good to know that we can trace it back to one dude. It is, and and you know this <laughs> this one, is on you. This one guy he affected how everybody is seeing it now, which is really sad because it actually. It affects people like the next person I kind of thought maybe we should touch on the patient that was actually just recently discussed in um, the Helena newspaper. Okay, but first of all, before we do that, have there been any updates on the Dr. Cole front? Have you heard anything more about that? Well, I did read a little snippet that said that Montana Caregivers Network has apparently sent Dr. Cole a check for $2,000. To help cover that fee. And uh, she doesn't want doctors to think badly. She's hoping that they're not going to stop signing just because of what happened to her. They, and I think we were right when we said they're trying to scare the doctors into not doing that by really rattling the cage of this one nice older lady doctor, yeah. you know? She's a, an easy target, sad well, to say. But. they are. I mean, I have a doctor come into my clinic every Wednesday from 5 p.m. to 9 p.m. to see new right. patients and, and my, or, well, they don't just have to be my patients. They'll see, he'll, the doctor will see anyone right. that has an appointment. And um, you can make an appointment if you call 406-892-4325. And um, all she, I've actually had to spend quite a bit of time talking to her about the whole situation and trying to kind of help her feel more comfortable. Would she be interested in coming on the show, calling in wise and talking to us about Possibly. it? Possibly. I mean, I could, I could ask her and see if she'd be willing to do that That'd next week. That'd be cool week. to be able yeah. to call her up and be like, yo... What happened? <laughs> you know? I know. And I mean, she actually, she does want to do a lot to help the marijuana movement. Yeah, yeah. And she's trying to get um, emails or at least stories, testimonies from people who do have these things that they're dealing with, these these um, diseases and how marijuana is helping them. I think the greatest testimonies are from people like you and people like me who have been smoking weed since we were like 13 and we're like, you know, in our late 20s, early 30s, God bless. And like we're fine, dude. We're so fine. We're no problem at all. We're fine. 
And I think that shows that's a good 15 to 20 years study right there. No yeah. cancer, no sign of it. A-OK. You know, honestly, it's really sad. I, since I started coming more out with marijuana and everything, there have been several people who have, like, cut communication with me because they don't support it. They think, apparently, because of where I stand, it's going to reflect, reflect badly on them or that now I'm a bad person because of it. I am a medical marijuana patient, and I haven't had to use a pharmaceutical medication since I became a medical marijuana patient, and that includes my mood stabilizers, even though that's not recognized as Montana law. I, I mean, that's not why I got my card, but thankfully, I don't feel a need to use them, and right. I, I feel like a much happier person. I, I think I'm more fun from time to time without those pharmaceuticals in my system. Because lithium made they my ear go numb. They dumb you down. <laughs> the, yeah. Everything just goes... I didn't want to do anything with people. I just wanted to sit in a little corner and not move at all. Now I actually have an appreciation for stuff. As hug... As tree hugger as it sounds, I want to like get out there and do <laughs> stuff, like help people and like get all dirty and everything, you know? I'm all for that. I didn't want to do that before. Let's Look, help people and get dirty. I know, right? Done. There we go. The next episode, Yay! episode three, next Tuesday, we will help people and get dirty. Mud and all. And if you're listening right now, you're live, you can call us 406 204 of course. So what's uh, what's next on the agenda? We're about uh, 40 minutes and almost. All right. Well, I wanted to kind of touch a little bit on Barb Trigo. Touch it. All right. I'm touching. So she started out using hydroconone for her pain, Cymbalta and Trazodone, which are so that's three medications now. Flexerol for muscle spasms. That's right. four. Yep. Right. Um, and she was taking about... 60 uh, muscle relaxers at a time. That's a lot. That is a lot. She actually just came out in a story on the Helena paper about how she's using medical marijuana to help treat her fibromyalgia, chronic fatigue, and that it's, it's making her life better and that she wishes people would not look at marijuana so negatively. She actually used to be on the, uh, she was a reserve sheriff's deputy and an employee with the Department of Corrections. Really? Yeah. Huh. She, uh. That's a tough job. Yeah, and she's only had her card for about two months, but she's actually able to have some semblance of a life now, she says. She's working a part-time job, and she hadn't worked since 1995 until now. Wow. Yeah. So, so you're saying marijuana has helped make her go from strain on society to contributing member of society. She is attempting to be a contributing member of society, and she's smoking pot. Hmm. I wonder how dangerous that could be for all of us. I don't know. But at least she works in a prison. So if she was going to flip out and go all weed rage on us, She'd be around inmates, and that's cool. Yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> well, she said, you know, she actually says, I'm working a part time job. I'm able to help my friends instead of them all coming to help me. I sleep better at night. I'm getting my house clean. I'm enjoying things again. I thought we're lost forever. I mean, that's important to people, and I don't think a lot of these anti marijuana advocates think about that. 
I smoking pot is not getting you high. You know, I feel that this is increasing my my personally life. Yes. Right. It's, it's not like the Jehovah Witness people like going door to door and being like, I want to impress upon you my beliefs so that one day you can change your beliefs and we can believe together. Right. Though the J-dubs are good for that one. That's a very in-your-face thing. And I think that the only way they've ever been... I mean, it, they're a religion, so that's accepted. Right. You know, it's okay. Because God's involved. Will but it if, still be okay when we, as weed smokers, pay taxes, but they still are not? You know, Will they're gonna okay they're gonna find they're gonna find a way to say it's not okay. I'm sure. They're gonna always try to find a way because... And you know what we'll do? When they do that, we'll give them some money. Yeah. We'll be like, here, we have a fund for God as well. This is our first 10%, by the way. If I had the money, marijuana would probably be legal tomorrow. Right. If I had <laughs> how, the money. If you could put a price on that, how much would that cost, would you say? I, we talking I'm guessing millions? probably a cool mill each. A cool mill each? each. Hmm. Yeah, to each person so, on the deciding board. Hotboxpodcast.com slash donate. Help make that happen. Yes. And if anything, we'll donate it to a school and pay for some children to get some education. That's right. Are you, parents, are you sick and tired of seeing your signature in your child's textbook <laughs> because it used to be yours 10 some odd years ago? Well, then, hotboxpodcast.com slash donate. Do it. So, I think that's, it's a slow but steady course we run. Well, we're going to get there eventually. I think a lot of people forget that she's the norm for patients. They're all saying, oh, it's it's the kids. Right. Think about the Stop, children. Hold on. Stop using your kids as reasons to exercise your beliefs, okay? Stop doing that. Let them pick when they're old enough. I have several patients. I'm not going to say exactly how many, but I have a several. Few, a yeah. couple. And you know. I can tell you that right now that honestly, 80% of my patients are over the age of 50. And and none of them are the drug-addicted, horrible Stereotype. leeches of society that all these government officials say that they are. They've all paid their dues, I'm sure. They, they have more than paid their dues. And what really makes me angry... Get angry. ...is that the <laughs> veterans, the people who actually volunteered to go to war and fight for this country, something I haven't even done. I haven't fought for this country, but I live here. And they are actually not able to use medical marijuana at all... If they want to keep their veteran benefits, they're pulling veterans benefits from them. Medical That's benefits for them using medical marijuana. That's way messed and up. And they can't even talk to their VA doctor who they have to see. Do we it's have requirements? Do we have any doctors in the VA that are on our side? No. None at all. No, they can't be on our side. The federal government will not allow them to be uh. on our side. That's convenient. Exactly. If you keep cheating, we're going to have to keep cheating. And you know what that means, right? So s just stop and let's let's settle this like human beings. I, 
I wish that, you know, it, it. this is one of those situations, and I wanted to bring up this patient's story because she's 55, right? I right. mean, she's she's getting a little older. I mean, she's not old, but she's getting there. I have patients that are old. They they We joke about their age. Right. You know? And I have patients that have never even, they never dreamed of touching this until they finally realized it was their last resort. And there was chance. There was hope there that was maybe. There was some hope. Sorry. No, you totally go ahead. You get to that point where you're like, I've tried everything else. And then, you know, if that's what it takes to change minds, then that's cool. But you cry, you could have been a lot further along if, you know, all of this Mr. A-hole stuff wouldn't have happened. I I wish that just once some government officials could not be so mean because I know some patients out there that if they were able to tell their story like publicly without having to worry about the ridicule. I mean, I have sat with people who have cried talking about all of the surgeries they've gone through and they have cancer and they have this and they have that. And, you know, they make me feel like so incredibly happy to have the life that I have. Yeah, totally. I'm not completely healthy, but at least I am who I am and I'm all right. And they have literally tried everything. And some of these people are allergic to some of this pain medication that's out there, and they're just told to live with it. Really? Suffer that's- at home. There you go. Right? And it's it's also, I think it's a not really a race, but we're, we're kind of trying to get these people to try this before they start wasting money on, like, real homeopathic stuff. The, there's so many scams. Like, just the other day I was bowling, and I, they have these ads now in the... Uh, the bowling screens and i'm just like looking at them it's like some realtor and this other thing and then i see one for that sos stuff have you seen that around town here at all i don't get out much okay it's, it's like <laughs> basically it started out as colloidal silver which is no good for you they say you know in low doses it's fine but dude i wouldn't put that stuff anywhere in my body it'll turn you purple and give you argyria and that's fact and there are these people like selling it because they buy these make it yourself at home kits on the internet, and they're like, "I'm gonna make it rich selling people silver," and you know, all they just recycle the same stuff that's on the website. All the stuff they say it's, it's total BS. But people that get to a certain point, they reach a fork, and it's either, "Well, I could smoke weed and try that," or I can go down this homeopathic route. And once you go down that route, like it's you will waste so much money and the only the only effects you will see, if you see any at all, will be placebo effects. That's all that stuff is, man. But weed actually will help you. <laughs> like it it's cool, it'll help, and you won't go crazy. So So what's what's she doing now? Like does it what what's what's the next Well, right now, you know, <coughs> Sorry, cough, cough. Um, Right now, she's just working her job. She's one of 15,000 medical marijuana patients in Montana. And, you know, she she wants to make sure other people have this option also. Right. And so she wanted to come out as a patient. And not many patients feel they can do that, especially with how the media portrays people and how they cherry pick what they're going to say about Mm -hmm. them. So she just wants to make sure that people realize that there are people like her out there. 
it's not all just a bunch of, you know, 18, 19, 20-year-old right. kids that are looking for a way to get high. You know, these there are... There are those, but there is also a large population of legit older people in her demographic that are using, you know? A lot of them. They should all hook up together and hang out and be friends. I think if more people, you know, if people felt more comfortable with being able to come out and talk about yeah. using marijuana, or at least in a medical sense. I'm not saying walk down the street and go to the cop shop no. and smoke it, you know. Yeah, but no, nothing like that. But, I mean, if they were able to, yeah, I mean. It'll prevent these older people from becoming shut-ins, I think. Because that happens to some of them. It will. And I mean, you know, there, there are people that are trying. They're trying to figure out how to, you know, get together with other groups. I mean, there was a there was a smokers club that just got busted recently over in. Um, uh, I think it was Missouri or one of those places. Yeah. That um, that the cops actually thought it was stupid that these people were all getting together, even though no one was selling or trading. They were just sitting in a group using medicine, talking. Yeah, okay, people don't sit around and shoot up insulin together. Right. Okay, people don't sit around and pop lore tabs together. Well, but people sit around in a group and drink alcohol together yeah, all yeah. the time. And people get into groups and smoke cigarettes all I'll even, the time. I'll even do you one better and go out on a limb here. For my 18 and over listeners, people even get together in groups and have sex. Shh. I've seen it. That's all. That was a completely adult, I promise. I'm sorry. It's okay. <laughs> but, anyways, okay. So it was just, she wants people to be comfortable and come out and, you know... She wants them to be able to feel comfortable and talk about their stories. And she wants to try to help people see that there are benefits and people are doing good things while they're using it. Maybe we could help that. And, you know, some sometime down the line, we could do like a live show at a restaurant that we could would be smoker friendly, say, to people that are legal. And we could eat and do a show and it'd be live and tape it and all that. I that would get them together, right? Yeah, but I honestly don't think anything like that would be able to happen. Charlie Clown says, we got your back, Matt. I've made it happen once other time with the other show. I think we can make it happen with this. All right. The restaurant we did that show at is very open to things like that. Like us doing a show there. Oh, really? That's really. cool. Um, I... But Montana Connect has a point. Medical equals private. Yeah, exactly. So, and, you know. It's up to the person. I mean, it if is you up want to it, the person. you know. You, know. you want to hang out or you want to be a shut in. Yeah. And I think that, you know, sometimes people forget that, you know, everybody uses it for a different reason. Right. You know, I have a medical reason for using it. And then I also have reasons that, that Montana doesn't consider medical when, you know, I can feel my nerves going. Sometimes I need it so that I'm not all over the place and I can start making some sense of some things. But, you know, to, to each their own. I can't tell anybody, you know, what to do or I what think to think. I think it needs to get to a point where it doesn't, there doesn't need to be a reason. Do people need a reason to drink? No. Then 
There you go. Well, yeah, but it's not legal in that sense now. So people, you know, that's why that right. argument But that's why I'm saying we lot. need to work towards if it that were, happening. Yeah. If it were legal, then, then it would totally be different, you yeah. know? So that's, but that's something that, you know. That's a topic for it, another show. Yeah, and it has to work towards that direction. We'll see what happens in California in November. That's right. So, but, and then. I think, did you have the uh, inner lake? I have the uh, the medical pot tripping up cities from Billings story, if you'd like oh, to, yes. to discuss that. Yes. Um, this just came out a, a few days ago here, and uh, actually one of our listeners sent this to us. He said he's a guy in Florida that, that listens to the show, and he said he woke up to a story about Montana, Kalispell more specifically, in his Wall Street Journal. I was like, oh, that's cool small world but um yeah it says cities across the state are rushing to contain a pot store boom of course as we've all seen uh, and an uptick in related violence that underscores the struggles of local governments nationwide to manage the growing medical marijuana industry and i don't really care for how they're relating all of these violent things because of the pot like those were your people that firebombed that one business. That wasn't because of the pot. That was because you have crazy people believing what you believe in, you know? You can't blame that on the pot. They weren't stoned on pot, and that's why they firebombed it. No, but they've got to try to figure out how to blame it on pot. They firebombed it because you made ridiculous laws, and they're that diehard over them without well, knowing the fear. evidence. Exactly. It's It's fear. Fearmongers. People get scared and they react a certain way. And granted, there was a pretty large increase in people that were getting their cards because if you can do it, you're going to do it. Yeah. You're going to do it either way, basically. That's what it comes down to. You're either, you're going to do it either way. So this gave them an opening to do it legally. Yeah. And I mean, you know, he. Jason, I think, really. Montana Caregivers Network, he really helped stem a lot of this. And people aren't always pointing out how he helped stem a lot of it. They just point out his stupidity. The fact that he did. Well, he's he's one of the reasons why Montana got so overwhelmed with cards. Ah, uh, I see. He, he He's the guy that was doing the clinics the and clinics. all that. Right, right. Yeah, okay. sorry. Gotcha. I should have said that one. I mentioned his no name. I just assume people know who he is. Yeah, well, so, and some listeners, some people here are out of state. This is a worldwide audience show. Yeah, sorry. The next, next week's episode will be in Chinese. I've been practicing. <laughs> Yay. I have no idea what he will say. I'll just sit here and smile. She'll write out the captions. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That'll be awesome. Um, Jason, you know, overwhelmed the state with cards by doing his clinics so all do you, over. Uh, Montana Connect says Jason never considered the end result, the availability of weed, and now the CGs are getting busted for importing from out of state. Do you think he just saw an opportunity and it got out of control Without him having any control over it, you know, like it, it just, it, you know, it just rolled out. I think out. he saw an opportunity and he hoped it would get out of control. And then when it got out of control, he went, ah, uh, okay. He was probably, <laughs> I, I would say, I would hope it would get out of control to make a point to the city to be like, look, if people didn't want to smoke weed and weren't into this, this many people wouldn't have their cards. 
But the city took it as, whoa, this is out of control. We need to stop it instead of opening lines of reasoning and being like, well, why is it so out well, of control? Well, and he didn't, he didn't approach it in a very non-hostile way. He approached it in a very greedy way. Right. Because when the city said, okay, we're getting uncomfortable, he didn't walk in and sit down and say, okay, why are you uncomfortable? What can we do? What can, you know, he he just ran in head right, first right. and said, here we are. Here's the doctors. Everybody come and get your card. Everybody come right now. Right? And maybe that wasn't the, the smartest way to go about it. No. And in then, hindsight. And then it was almost like he was trying to, you know, proverbially moon our government by sending cases of physician recommendations to the state office all at one time hmm. with a ginormous check for everybody's wow. state card, that, right? Yeah, that, okay. That, Jason, <laughs> come on, dude. Yeah, I mean, he he definitely went way outside of some boundaries hmm. to try to make a point. Well, now we know better, right? Well, yeah, I mean, he wasn't a, an intelligent voice behind it. At all. The city is like a lamb, and to catch that lamb, you have to slowly sneak up on it. You can't run at it all guns blazing like, ah! You gotta slowly just sneak up on it. Shh. And well, then you catch it! And then you do what you want. Well, and he's not even slowing down. I mean, you know, he's obviously trying to get more of this media attention all frenzied up by... Let's do it. By... Screw it. Let's, writing, let's do it, right? Writing a check to Dr. Cole to pay for her fine. Right. Well, you that know? was nice. Granted. Well, it was It was more of a... You know, it was more of a, a you know, finger. Yeah. You know, he was flipping them the bird by doing that. He was saying, oh, you're going to fine her? Oh, that's fine. I just had 15,000 people give me $150 to come and see the doctor. Wow. I got her back. Let me tell no you biggie. a little something coming from a guy who knows a little something about flipping the bird. You don't want to do it to the government like this when we're trying to, you know, put our best foot forward, <laughs> I guess. I don't know. What are we trying to do? Just let us smoke pot. Done. Yeah, that would... That oh, well. wouldn't happen. It happened and it happened. And I, I do think that because it happened, the city has seen how many people are. But I, I don't think, you know, they really took it to heart and to, to make any real changes. Mm -hmm. They just are going to shut it down completely, which I hope that doesn't happen. Uh, it says this month the Billing City Council approved a temporary moratorium of the opening of new marijuana storefronts shortly after firebombs were tossed at two such businesses and, quote, not in our town, was spray-painted on both buildings. Hit ahead or heard it. Uh, Calcibel recently banned any new medical marijuana stores in the city following the bludgeoning death of a patient that authorities believe was related to the theft of medical marijuana plants. And I heard something about that story on another show that there was also some theft of some opiate painkillers. But I didn't see the words opiate painkillers in the headline. You know what I saw? 
I saw the words medical marijuana. That word gets put, those those words get put wherever they can possibly right. put them. In a negative light. Oh, yeah. In the most negative light they can. Is there anything you wanted to, do you, is there anything you wanted to say about that story? While they're mentioning it, they're just giving examples of, you know, the problems here. But that was something that happened here. That guy that got, you know, Well, I think, I think that, you know, okay. A, a, a mistake was made. A human errored. Much like 99.99% of humanity, if right. you're Catholic, because the Pope's infallible. Right, right. Um, I think that as long as humans are allowed to have anything in their possession, they will abuse that right, right. by selling it trading it or abusing it themselves it's like baseball cards baseball cards came out look what we did we traded them we sold them we have big shows about them it's crazy and and i think that the unfortunate thing that happened was this gentleman made a mistake and it cost him his life yes medical marijuana was there but there were other things involved right it was not the contributing Factor it was not the reason. <clears throat> I mean, it, theft was theft the reason. Was the reason, regardless of what it was for. They they killed him to steal his stuff. And I said this in the in the other show. They stole his TV. They didn't make the headline say, you know, man bludgeoned over Sony flat screen TV. They went with medical marijuana. Exactly. And, and that's and, not nice. And I would appreciate it, newspapers, if y'all would just stop doing that, you know? It, Unbiased, I mean, was, right? Unbiased. Yeah. I mean, the very News. next city council meeting I went to, there was a woman there who was, you know, acting as though she was near tears that she now had to explain to her eight-year-old daughter why an illegal drug was in a house nearby and someone got killed <clears throat> from it. Right. And... You but know, you know what's funny? This, I mean, it's not funny, but it is funny. This kind of stuff happens daily in, like, South Central, in the hoods of Detroit, and no one cares. But as soon as it happens in a white little place like this, everyone's like, whoa, this happens? Oh, my God. Like, welcome to the real world. This kind of stuff happens all the time. People kill people for stuff. That's life. Yeah. It's sad. But that's it, how it is. It is. It's extremely sad. As long as we are human, stuff like that is going to happen. Cain killed Abel, if you're into that whole thing. I mean, we, will, we will never be able to completely <laughs> excise that demon right. that makes that stuff happen. Perhaps eventually we'll evolve past it and then we'll ascend like well, the ancients, but... Neither here nor there on the four seasons Stargate Atlantis. Wow, Thanks that for is asking. Deep. Thanks for asking. <laughs> deep <laughs> stuff right Had there. to do it at least once. Okay. You know, I think that um it it's just it's one of it's another one of their ways of being able to get people scared. You know, I mean, when the woman made that comment, I I immediately thought your your child does not know how to differentiate illegal drugs right. from painkiller drugs. Exactly. Your your child's not sitting there wondering your child's sitting there wondering why somebody just died. Right. 
How about addressing that issue? Let's leave marijuana out of it and let's just address the issue that your child is probably affected by the murder that just took place. Right. And is now probably, yeah, scared. There's some negative energy in that. Unless you have unless you have marijuana in your house though, why would your child be scared? If that was their main reason behind being scared. Exactly. You know? And there, there's a quote here from the Billings mayor, Mr. Tom Hanel. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, quote, it's an absolute nightmare, says Mr. Hanel. Uh, my prediction is it's only going to get worse if we continue to allow it. Still, medical marijuana advocates are urging restraint, concerned about the impact of changes on the sick and the pain-stricken. How's Mr. Hanel doing uh, as mayor of Billings? He do an all right job? Obviously not if there's firebombs in his town. Yeah, maybe you should get on that, Mr. Hanel. Mayor Fisher hasn't even had that happen yet. Do you think we could get Fisher and Hanel together and uh, they could sit down and work? Hanel Fisher. (laughs) (laughs) I have a bell. Oh, well, that's beautiful. I'm glad that was you and not me. You're getting the hate mail this episode. I enjoyed the show, but you guys have nasty mouths. I'm sorry. You kiss I your mother with that mouth. <laughs> but yeah, we should uh, definitely get those two together and uh, they can hash it out if you know what I mean. Uh, 14 states plus the District of Columbia praise our great capital of the country have passed laws intended to give certain ill people legal access to medical marijuana but in many instances municipalities are left to figure out how to implement state laws that are often vague when it comes to the day-to-day operations of the medical pot business i i can fix this for you how about business as usual or Problem? how about how about the the mayor decide to um, set up a committee to uh, start a couple of clinics that are run by the city so that we can make some money and help support our schools and maybe Amen. build some roads and maybe do some other stuff to uh, increase our life around increase here. Increase the overall net worth. The quality <laughs> that we have around here. So it sounds like they're... They, I mean, we've we've known this. They're basing the problems off the vagueness of these laws. So, how? Hmm. What could we do to fix that? We have laws that are vague. Hmm. We should really probably get our top thinkers on this and see if they can figure out how to fix that. Oh, but first we need to stop everything from happening completely. No, well, I mean, obviously. Don't allow anyone to have anything until At all. Anything. we know what to do. Cell phones cause cancer. Well, we're studying that and we think. So we're going to go ahead and not let anyone use cell phones while we study this. Yeah. That's, that the, that's the equivalent, right? That's what they're doing. You're saying until we figure this out, nobody can do it. Pretty much. That's what they're trying to say. That's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. That's stupid. (laughs) Silly. (laughs) These laws have uh, led to confusion in communities and pushed states, including Colorado and Maine, to clarify what is legal for the industry. And L.A., 
Holla, West Side, which didn't cap the number of dispensaries in the city for more than a decade after the state legalized medical marijuana. They've just launched a get tough policy designed to... <laughs> Who names government policies? Like, really, guys? This is our new get tough. It's uh, right before we use our new get smart policy. Like, really? Dare? <laughs> come on. Drug abuse resistance education. No, I dare you. Ugh. Like, come on, guys. Seriously. Um, the, the get tough policy designed to control hundreds of medical marijuana dispensaries. And, uh, of course, back in 04, Montanans voted overwhelmingly in favor of a law. Let me repeat that. Back in 04, Montanans. That's uh, us. Show of hands in the chat. Montanans. Montana. Voted overwhelmingly in favor of a law allowing patients and caregivers and Matt to legally possess some marijuana plants and usable marijuana. Patients must, of course, first obtain a state-issued medical marijuana card after a physician certifies that they have a debilitating medical condition, such as cancer or severe nausea or anything else. Patients can either grow plants themselves or select a caregiver to provide. And the next logical step, if a caregiver has a bunch of patients... Open a shop! That's capitalism. That's business. That's how this whole darn thing works. We have a demand. Hey, I can fill that demand. And then we do. And then you tell us, no, we can't. It's ridiculous. They're not thinking this through. At all. No. They're going to make us mad, and then we're all just going to leave. Probably. I'll go to Alaska. That's the next place. But, you know, this place is hard to leave because I and several other people I know have left and we came back. Everybody comes back. It's we've a all hole. left and we've all come back. It's actually. a vortex. <laughs> how it, well, there is a vortex here. Definitely. Um, Not the one outside of Columbia Falls. <laughs> right. <laughs> Different. <laughs> the one. house of mystery doesn't yeah. count. <laughs> and only people that are in this area know what I'm talking about. And if you're on mushrooms, that's the only time that counts ever. <laughs> uh, like some other states, Montana saw the industry expand rapidly after the U.S. Justice Department in October told federal prosecutors nationwide to refrain from going after medical marijuana users and distributors who were in compliance with state law. Since September, the number of people registered as medical marijuana patients in the state has more than tripled to nearly 14,000, according to the Montana Department of Public Health and Human Services. The DPPHS. We are growing like crazy. And that's just the people that have their cards. Imagine how many other people there are that don't, that smoke it just the same. You know what's kind of funny is... everywhere. People should kind of maybe be noticing that we're getting some population. A bit, huh? Yeah. I mean, if we've got 15,000 people that are admitting to the government that they're smoking marijuana... 14,000 churches. (laughs) Can you imagine how many other people there are in this state? Yep. It's a big state. There's definitely. like 16,000 now of us. And we got room. <laughs> we got room to grow. If oh, you yeah. know what I mean. There are mountains <laughs> everywhere that could just, you know, have fields of green. Or underground bunkers. For three bunkers. months out of the year. That's what I'm thinking. Underground bunkers. Yeah, with, right. You know, doing it right. 
Some Montanans argue the law is resulting in too easy access to the plant for those who want to smoke it recreationally under the guise of being ill. Some Montanans argue that. Which ones would those be? The city council, and probably that's about it. Probably. They are the minority, yes? Yeah, but they're the ones that um, the are money. our voice. They're the money. They're the minority with the money, and, and they're the our voice. voice. We're the voice now, though. Remember after last episode? Oh yeah, we're the voice. We got now. elected to be the new voice. Oh, that's right. We kicked them out. We're the voice. So listen, listen up, listen good. Word. <laughs> so uh, they're saying, "quote Before the doors even open, the parking lot has three hundred kids throwing frisbees and playing hacky sack." This is Mark Long, the narcotics chief. For the Montana Department of Justice, talking about the uh, clinics. So they did kind of look like little sideshows, huh? Kids throwing frisbee. Is it really how he describes it? It is Hacky all sack. that and more. It's like a concert. People it's smoke Woodstock, there. Bro, it's Woodstock. They do, and people smoke there, and, and they like... um. Uh, you know, there's certain rules you're supposed to follow. Like I went to the one at the Red Lion and we followed right. the rules and everything, you know, you kept your jars taped shut. No throwing frisbees in the hall. Yeah. And then you. Jason just, it was like every clinic he, he was less and less firm. It was okay. Like, so we admit that, okay, that was maybe a little out of control. We apologize and we've learned and we're currently disciplining Jason right now in the basement. Of the hotbox dude. <laughs> oh, if they only knew. <laughs> <laughs> He's such a doll. Anyway. Doll? He yeah. is a doll. He He's is. a peach. He is. Does he live in Kalispell? Cool. Can no. we, uh, in, where's he live? I, I, Out of I, state? I think he lives in Missoula. Really? But he comes here for his clinics. We should try and get and him he, on the show next time he comes here, like oh, via that, phone call. That would be funny. Is he just a wackadoodle? A little bit. Wackadoodle do? Just a little? He is. Worse than me? He, you know, do you remember last show when I made that comment about the marijuana gauntlet? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's intense. It would be. Like, <laughs> I saw, I, like, I talked to him a couple of times at the clinics, but it was for brief hummingbird moments. Charlie Clown says he's dreamy. Let's <laughs> toilet paper his house. <laughs> Thank you, Charlie Clown. We and would yes, never do that Montana or condone. Connect, thank you. It is Missoula. That's what I thought because Word. there's like five fax numbers you can send your medical records to for the doctors to look at and they're in Missoula and then the other two are in some other state. So how is Missoula handling this? We haven't heard anything. It's been Billings. It's been here. Whitefish that we've, you know, how, what's, is Missoula doing a moratorium or anything like that? Well, um, Zoo Mountain is actually in Missoula, and they are a really, you know, popular place there. I know that Missoula, they were having some issues, but I honestly, I got so caught up in what Kalispell was doing that I don't remember if Missoula's moratorium thing got issued or handled, and now I feel really, really bad that I don't no know No worries. That. <laughs> we'll, we'll find it out, and we'll tell them next episode. This says Word. that Montana state legislators recently convened a committee to study ways to more effectively regulate the medical marijuana business the legislator plans to take up the issue in january wasn't it just january like it takes you this long no wonder nothing gets done right it's because they only meet up like we'll get to that in in like two years on the leap year on february 29th yeah yeah occasionally if this is bugging you let's do it if not then just shh and let it continue Quote, the stakes are high 
for a lot of these patients, said Tom Dobert, a lobbyist who orchestrated the 04 ballot initiative that created the medical marijuana business in Montana. Mr. Dobert also helps operate one of the state's largest marijuana grow ops at Montana Cannabis outside of Helena. Is that a pretty place? I I am assuming so. I have not had the honor of of seeing it firsthand. Hmm. Montana law is unclear on several issues, such as whether a person can be arrested for possessing weed if they have applied for but not yet received uh, the medical marijuana card. Nobody knows, Mr. Long says, what's legal and what isn't in a lot of situations. Well, I think that, yes, it's a gray law. But laws are made to protect us, right? Well, they are, but I think that, I mean, stupidity should be held into account when people get in trouble. Right, and if everyone's smoking it and everyone's fine, then maybe there doesn't need to be the law saying we can't, you know? I think that if somebody is standing out on the street with their physician statement in their hand smoking a joint without their card, yeah, he needs to get in trouble. I can see that because, but yeah, if definitely. There is Don't like blow smoke an, in your like, face. You know, an older cancer patient sitting at home with a physician's statement. I mean, they're sitting there like wringing their fingers waiting for the card to come in the mail. And they're, oh, they're like, you know, trying yeah, and they're waiting. Ridiculous. You know, I mean, it's just there are certain situations I think there. I think that the honestly... But honestly, if you're at home... There's levels to it. Yeah, There are definitely. levels. And I think that the sad thing is that you will never find a, a judge or anybody that will really make a heartfelt decision based on that. Right. And that's a problem. But honestly, if how many people have ever been busted smoking pot at home by themselves? Not very many at all. It's the people that are growing a bunch of it and making untaxable income. The government doesn't like that. It's the people that are blatantly, you know, driving around, smoking it, you get pulled over, whatever, dealing it. It's very, very rarely that somebody is at home in the con- comfort of, you know, their their castle smoking weed and the cops roll in and bust them, you know. There has to be something else going on for that to happen. Usually... And then weed is seen and then it moves to the headline and it's like you were there for a domestic dispute now you're saying it's weed related yeah that or they've been being watched anyways because of other things that have been happening charlie clown says i have when the pizza delivery guy turned us in that's low i used to be a pizza delivery guy and i used to get tipped in bong rips every now and then and i would never turn someone in like that's low man If you're a pizza guy, you smoke pot. There's a reason you're a pizza guy, probably. Come on. So. um, (laughs) In Billings, the population of 104,000 people, the number of medical marijuana businesses has risen to about 80 from a handful back in October. The city said Thursday that it would close 25 stores, it says, are not registered properly with the state. So, if I mean, if you're not, if you're going to have a store, do it legally for now i know it sucks and it's a lot of stupid hoops to jump through but it'll be worth it you know just do it until we can sort this out and then everything will be fine yeah i think that you know everybody needs to try to operate legally and then i think honestly that the jason train does need to cool it because that's just making things worse right 
Right. You know, I mean, I'm all for doctors helping patients. I But let's I, not make a sideshow circus out of right, it. Right. Let's not let's not do that. You don't want more of your doctors getting in trouble and neither do we. Definitely. Right. And I mean, you know, I try to have some, you know, respectability about all of it. I want to have I want to try to have Somewhat of a clean image, I guess. That's right. Is the way it's to a business. Consider it. Yeah, it's a business. I That's mean, how last, we treat it. The last caregivers clinic I went to, I actually got up and left halfway through because I was just fed up and had finally had it. I right. didn't want to be associated with that anymore. Well, it's good at all, and I know other caregivers that have done that too. Yeah. So I mean, I have yet to find someone who has a a good thing to say about it. So it's only a matter of time before it it goes away. Yeah. Well. Uh, well, slowly but surely, like I said. But, uh, yeah, and, uh, of course, all the stories we do on the show here, we put links to in the show notes at hotboxpodcast.com. You can go back and read through Uh Sometimes we just don't read all of it. We just get to certain points. So if you want, you know, to check it out, hotboxpodcast.com, of course. Uh, is there anything else you wanted to mention before we call it good? Episode two? I think that episode two was the shit. It's the S word. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not sorry. even going to beat oh, that no, out. Oh, no, censor. That's you. I'm sorry. That was my bad. Direct I all think your hate I mail to info sl- at hotboxpodcast.com. I slipped up a couple times. I'm sorry. Care of Sandy. Care of Sandy. I think I was actually good the whole episode. <laughs> Look, Montana Connect said, nice job, guys. Fire Song says, great job as well. We do good work, ma'am, miss, missus. Yay. Are you married? You're married. Missus. I'm missus. Right. I just got because I saw your Twitter uh, account, which is what Ms. Himsel, right? M Z H I M Z L. So people can follow you if they have Twitter. You can follow the show at twitter.com slash hotboxpodcast. You can follow me at twitter.com slash thejamhole. That's mine. Uh, we do live shows here every Tuesday for the Hotbox, every Monday, Wednesday, Friday for the Jamhole. It's a more adult oriented, mature show. Maybe you won't learn as much, but you will laugh probably a little more. <laughs> If you can. But, uh, yeah, you can always email us, info at hotboxpodcast.com, and you can leave us messages, 406-204-4687. There's a Facebook group, and just, you know, check out the site, hotboxpodcast.com. We put in a lot of work to make it as cool as it is. And if you want marijuana news, the other six days a week that you don't have a hotbox to listen to, check out the site. There's a link that says marijuana news, updated, daily, fresh news for you. News for you. News, news, news. And if you have any patient caregiver questions at all, please email me at thcofcolumbiafalls at yahoo.com. I am always, always willing to help educate. Please if do you're not local, guess. Right? No, I can help patients if they're local, but even if it's a caregiver or a patient question, Please. Oh, yeah, we can totally answer yeah, questions. Yeah, totally, totally, totally. And, yeah, definitely, if you guys want, where, you know, this is only our second episode, so we haven't really gotten a ton of, you know, listener email or anything, but if you guys need advice, if you guys have questions, anything about weed or any other drug, we will keep it confidential, all that, definitely email info at hotboxpodcast.com. Say hi, say you enjoy the show, whatever. We have a P.O. Box, 3652 Kalispell, Montana, 59903. You can send us stuff. And, uh, yeah, if you got any ideas, things you want us to talk about, of course, definitely just send that in. There's a contact form on the About Us page. And, uh, yeah, 
I would like to mention Montana Connect. There is a magazine, Montana Connect magazine. You can find them on Facebook, www.facebook.com slash Montana Connect, I think. Um, And you should go on there and see. It's a great magazine. And actually, I have advertising in there. And I fully support the magazine and the people behind the magazine. And what if people want to advertise on our show? Are we going to start doing that? We are. We are. Please email info at hotboxpodcast.com and we will get to you about that. About us? About about that. that. All right. Well, thank you, Sandy. It's been a blast. I look forward to uh, next Tuesday. And uh, yeah, we'll see you guys later. Goodbye. Bye. If you like, you we, like this we, is where this is where you need to be. If you like weed, this is where you need to be. <laughs>